Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and with us this week again is Jimmy Thorpe. What's up, everybody? It's my birthday. Hey. Happy birthday. Thanks. How old are you? Uh, I'm 27 again. 27. love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. How long have you been 27? Um, several times. Yeah. <laughs> got a, uh, got we, many years of experience on those 27 yes, years. Yes. And that new voice with us is uh, TJ Overstreet. Hi, TJ. Hey, guys. Hi, TJ. Hey, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Uh, hey, um, I serve on staff with you guys at the River. Uh, been on staff for about three years. Um, honored that I'm here. Uh, married to my lovely wife, Casey. We have four beautiful children. Um, if you don't know me, kind of grew up in this community, been here uh, uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh, but again, just pumped that I even got the invitation here. So uh, yeah. looking forward to uh, having some conversations with so you guys. So glad to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, and if you're listening for the first time, just kind of a reminder of what we're doing. We are, as a church body, a church community, we are reading through the Bible together, and we're using the Daily Bible in chronological order. This week, we have read from somewhere around Genesis 27 to 36, mm. and uh, I think we talked about last week how that is a broad range. Oh, There's yeah. a lot that happens. And I feel like we're speeding up as far as content. Yes. And it's know. packed. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just, you can't even yeah. unpack it all within yeah. the, the two or three paragraphs within that chapter right. sometimes. Right. right. One chapter is like a podcast worth of talking. Oh, absolutely. Um, so this will be a 24 hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it last week. Yeah, we uh, made it. We made so it. We, we got uh, this. Yeah. What we've noticed too, is that there are so many stories and things happening in individual people's lives and their families' lives, like you said, we could spend a whole lot of time mm -hmm. on, but that's not necessarily our, our, our goal. Uh, our goal for this podcast is to discuss some of the things we've read mm -hmm. and to see how really God is speaking into our hearts and, and our lives as we read His Word, uh, but also just to see what is this overall overarching storyline of scripture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because the Bible is, it's not just, we can't necessarily look at it as one book. Mm -hmm. It's a library of books it that is, have yeah. come right. together, that God has brought together that, that tells one unified story. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And so we want to make sure that we keep on that unified story. Uh, and also uh, it's, it's written to a people at a time yeah. For a purpose. Right. And then the Holy Spirit allows us to glean From interpretation that, yeah. and meaning for us today. But we, we first have to look at it through the lens of, okay, this is written to a people for a time mm -hmm. and a place and a culture and a purpose for a reason. But the Word of God is alive and active. Yeah. Right. So the Holy Spirit continues to bring freshness and allows me as an observer of these events to be impacted as if I was a participant. You and know? isn't it amazing that even it was written to a people in a time, in a culture, we can almost step into the story and oh, yeah. understand it in real life terms because we're walking through those same types of scenarios and events. Yeah. It, it's, it's incredible 
how Scripture is truly living. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. But it also, I think, is important to to try to understand, try to put ourselves then into mm-hmm. their culture, right. into what was going on there in that time, and and even in in this week's stuff, we. There are things like birthrights, yeah, which we don't have a mm-hmm. a great concept of today. Yeah. I mean, we understand a little bit about inheritance and that, but mm-hmm. uh, but in in this time when this was written, when Isaac and Jacob and yeah. their families were were living, mm-hmm. like everything depended on yeah. birthright, right? Yeah, yeah. So I want to run through? Here's some of the the major things that have happened, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll drill down a little bit to what uh, maybe God, or what was jumping off the page to us. So we uh, kind of start with Isaac and Abraham telling uh, one of his servants, one of the guys that worked for him said, hey, I want you to go find a wife for my son, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be uh, from these pagan yeah. cultures, right? Like these people, I want it to be from from my family who who was aware of the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so we see that. We see Isaac meeting uh, Rebecca for the first time. We also see the the death of of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we see... At a ripe old age of 175. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. These ages just blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 But a little bit shorter than, yep, than what we've, than what we yeah. saw we've seen before. before. We see right. that diminishing yep. since yeah. what the Lord's come in and it's... Yeah. Uh, so we get to see that Isaac and Rebecca they have twins, uh, Jacob and Esau, and Jacob and Esau have a very complicated relationship. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Esau eventually sells his birthright uh, to Jacob, which was a strange story for a yeah. cup of soup. Yeah, he yeah. comes in, been out hunting, yeah. uh, and uh, comes in extremely hungry, mm-hmm. and but it says he despises his birthright. So. There's some some weird things going mm-hmm. on there. Um, then we see some of the same things that Abraham did. We see mm. Isaac doing, yeah, uh, <laughs> being in a land and and telling the people, yeah, Rebecca, she's my sister, not not yeah. my wife, right? Again. For fear, out of fear, continue to see places the people of God, the the people that God has chosen to pass His blessing through, they mm-hmm. still have a hard time trusting, yeah. But maybe that's a little bit like us too. Huh? Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, so more interactions with with Jacob and Esau. Then uh, we see them growing up. We see them uh, looking for family, looking for wives. And Jacob then travels to family, the land of his mother, mm-hmm. and uh, lays his eyes on a distant relative mm-hmm. named Rachel, and is smitten. <laughs> and uh, you know, talks to her family and says, hey, I really would like her to be my wife. Works a deal with uh, her brother. Mm-hmm. Is that Laban, right? Laban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And says, hey, and Laban says, all right, work for us for seven years and she'll become your wife. And he's like, okay, let's do this. Then they deceive him on the wedding day. Right. Right. Yep. Which is like one of the first times that he's gotten tricked. Yeah, but he's been a tricker. Yeah, is that a word? Is a tricker, he, tricker a, tra- a trickist? Yeah, I think I like it. He's not. Yeah. He's a tricker treater. He's a tricker. <laughs> he's a tricker, no treater. Right. Um, but he can dish it out, but he can't take it. And <laughs> yeah. you see, you see that play out. Yeah, yeah. There's con- he, he's he's finally seeing the consequences of his trickery mm-hmm. in this scenario. A bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ends up marrying 
sisters. Yep. Yeah. Leah and Rachel, which again, to us, <laughs> what in the world is going on? It I can just, barely keep up with one good yeah. woman, I'll be honest. I don't know how they do it. I don't yeah. know what's going on. And then we see extreme rivalry between Rachel and Leah, this is her sister. Uh, Leah is the older sister. Rachel's the younger sister. Rachel's the one that, that Jacob really loves, but... Leah seems to be the one that uh, that God kind of blesses and opens mm-hmm. her womb, and she she's the first one to have children. Yeah, and back to birthright inheritance yeah. being so important, we see that God's love poured out on her because of that. She's the one that sires a lot of these so- uh, sons, right? And oh, in fact, right. the first the first four children come through uh, through Leah, and uh, the fourth one of those is Judah. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably talk more about him uh, maybe next week, but it's significant. Mm. And eventually they have 12 sons, and uh, kind of the favored sons for Jacob are those born to Rachel, mm-hmm, and yeah. those two were Joseph and Benjamin. But the story really kind of focuses on on Jacob mm-hmm. and uh then we see God, God interacting directly with Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob yep. wrestles with God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, changes his name mm-hmm. uh, to Israel. So that's where this, the name of a nation, yeah. kind of comes from, uh, right there. And a, a few other things happen. Uh, the strange story about mm-hmm. Jacob's daughter. Yeah, uh, Dinah, and Dinah, some yeah. things that happen there. And then, yeah, just there's a lot going on. And eventually we see, actually, the death of Rachel, we see the death of, of Isaac, and it ends with Esau and kind of his lineage and the people group, uh, the Edomites that, that come mm-hmm. from him. Right. So there's a whole lot there. Tons. Um, yep. And so we obviously can't talk about all of that, but, but we do want to focus in on a couple of things. So TJ, we'll start with you. What in this week's reading really kind of jumped off the page to you? Oh, man, there, there's so many pieces, but I think maybe the, the overwhelming sense to me is encouragement. And, and I say that because God has made this promise. There's going to be this covenant line that there's going to be one to come to save all people, right? And this is, everything's pointing to Jesus all throughout scripture. And, and in this, just in these stories we see lying, deceit, just crazy, stupid stuff, all this sin that's going on, but yet God kept his promise and is keeping his promise and is continuing to move forward Mm -hmm. and allowing people to move forward, even though they've made these mistakes. Man, how encouraging is that to me? Because, dude, I, I, in my life, I've probably fallen to a lot of these sins or other sins. And yet I can be encouraged because through God's promise, through his son, I can have life and, and I don't have to be defined purely by these things that have happened in my life. And so I, I just, I've taken encouragement, even though these are like, how in the world could that have even happened? Right. Stories. Um, I'm, I'm encouraged by them. I really truly am. Mm -hmm. And God works in some of the most random ways to fulfill his promise. Mm-hmm. And God is working all things for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. They do love him. They're called according to his purpose. That doesn't mean they're perfect. And so we see that 
tension, you know, yeah. throughout. <laughs> Far from perfect. Yeah. Um, we may have talked about this before, but I'm, I'm reminded that in Hebrews chapter 11, talks about some of these guys like Abraham mm-hmm. and and uh, and Sarah and right. and Isaac and Jacob and talks about their faithfulness, the heroes of faith, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and how um, they they believed God, and yet we see several examples of how they didn't, yeah, how right. they didn't trust, but yet God was still faithful, yeah, always, and. And they did, and it was credited mm. to them as, mm. as righteousness. righteousness. Yeah. yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, Jimmy, what what are some things that that jumped off the page to you? Um, well, I think as we as we continue to dig into the Bible, you know, we're going away from giant tentpole stories, like it's the Ark story, mm. and we're going to talk about that for chapters, and it's the creation. Uh, story and 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 we see uh, we're in creation we're in the garden and it's all uh you know that contextually it's all that story now we're getting into people and moving through and and um it's 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 wild and it's it's uh, I'll be honest it's hard to keep up with everyone because sure there's so much yeah. parallel in the yeah. stories like okay was that Laban was that this dad or that dad or this thing or that thing if you read the New Testament these people are the heroes of faith. And they looked like they led splendid lives that were spotless. But then when you zoom in, it's like, oh man, you know, warts and all, you get to see everything. And uh, you see, you know, fathers having sons and the importance of that birthright. And the names uh, of people are so significant. You know, they're literally naming them almost prophetically. And yeah. this is just my armchair opinion, but it, you know, you see. Jacob, for example, his name means usurper, you know, and then um, uh, in in Israel means the father of nations, you know, and uh, we call God by many, many names, you know, it's going to come up this week and in future weeks where he's referred to the Lord, but it's El Shaddai, Almighty God, which is separate than um, the other names of God that have other significance. So, as these fathers are having sons and they're naming them and they're prophetically like casting a vision for their future, there's also like blessing and cursing. And in our world, blessing and cursing means something far different, but it has the same feeling. If you were to bless someone, then you were to give them a gift or to encourage them or say a kind word to them. If you're to curse them, you're literally swearing at them mm. or you're, you know, diminishing them or you're stopping them or holding them back. And we see that in the scripture is that this child will be blessed, this child will be cursed. And the thing I'm taking away is like, as a dad, and this is real, this is personal, but man, I've got to be very careful what I'm speaking over my children, because I'm not naming them prophetically per se, but I am reminding them and trying to remind them that God made them good, that they're valuable, that they are loved. Not that they're winners, not that they're the king or the best or whatever, but they are seen, they're known, they're loved, they're safe. God has a promise and a future for you. No, no one deserves anything, but may God bless you richly. May the Holy Spirit go before you yeah. wherever you go. May the, the Holy Spirit be a forerunner for your life. Mm. May you put him first in your life and meet him wherever you go. Those are the kind of things that we're literally praying and, and, and asking for God's blessing over our children. And I feel like if we love God and we're set apart to be called according to his purpose, 
then we, through the work of the Holy Spirit, can pray these blessings over our children, yeah. and they carry spiritual weight. They do, yeah. And um, we, many of us have had experiences where we've may- maybe not had the best earthly father as an example, and uh, I would just uh, say to take heart that that can be reformed and and uh, and renewed and 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 restored in the fatherhood relationship that we have with the Lord. He's consistent. He's good. He's faithful, and he shows us our value because our identity lies within him. Because right. yeah. you know the Bible says, and I'll stop preaching, but we all know it in Galatians two twenty that I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live. He lives in me, and the life I live, I now live in him. Right. And and right. my identity is in him. And so if I can capture that and live that out and and realize that I can have a restored relationship with my heavenly father and watching him love me helps me be a better dad to my children and watching them screw up makes him reminds me of how he's got to see me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I get so frustrated with them and I'm like, Oh man, Lord, I must be really frustrating (laughs) because I get frustrated with myself uh, I'm on a tangent, but I just, it's that's, that's what good. I'm seeing it's good is, stuff. is this relationship between the the fathers and the sons, especially, and leveraging the authority we have in Jesus to bless our children. Yeah. Yeah. And along the same lines, as I've been reading through it this time around, it continues to jump out to me how there seems to be these generational sins that are passed Mm. on. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's just been a warning. Who am I at home? (laughs) Right. Right. Who do my kids see? Mm -hmm. And are they seeing trust in God in me? Are they seeing faith in the Lord in me? Are they seeing righteousness in the way that I live my life? Um, Am I the same person at home that I am yeah. when I'm mm. in front of a group of people so and, and talking about the goodness of God. Yeah. Do I really trust the goodness of God at home? And so many of the things we see in these stories are that, wow, they they kind of lived up to who their parents were, and they yeah. they made a lot of the same mistakes. And mm-hmm. and I think it's it's neat. I mean, right out of the gate in this week's reading when we're when we're talking about and we you know a- Abraham is wanting to find a wife for Isaac and then Isaac is running off well is leaving and he comes into contact with Abimelech and he lies the same lie <laughs> that Abraham had yep. and I, I asked myself was that just passed down to him or had Abraham told him the story and that's what gave him the idea like you wonder <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. but it it's just I think it's even more pressure if you will something that we need to be more mindful of is that our our sins that that we've had we may not even have to talk about them or tell them or model them or model them before they're passed on that's a good point and and so man that that should that kind of put that puts even more pressure on us as parents but it is so important and i i man i have to wrestle i think we all wrestle with that as dads like mm-hmm. we want our kids they, we want our kids to do better than we did mm-hmm. and sometimes we we put more pressures on them we set these higher expectations and maybe we're firmer than we need to be maybe I, maybe that's just me you guys no, are giving okay. me the stink eye no, like no no, no I'm not just, at all I'm teasing. no i'm just but, feeling convicted but you just kind of you just you have to sit back and think and take a deep breath like okay this 
God, God's given me um, some expectations and he's given me the authority over these kids, but he has instructed me to love them and raise them up in the admonition, admonition of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that convicts me in a whole new way. Sure. Right. Sure. But also, though, each generation is responsible yep. for, yeah. for how they receive the Lord's promise, how they then live it out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Uh, so, if you're gonna kind of sum things up in in one word from uh, from these readings, uh, Jimmy, what's what's your one word? Uh, legacy. Mm. Yeah. You That's know, good. for better or worse, you don't even have to model it to show somebody how to do wrong. You're just talking about it. Like they didn't have a TV back then, so they're just like hanging out. There's right. probably a lot of downtime, <laughs> so they're by the campfire telling old stories. Remember when we went up to Beth and Ram, and uh, that's not even a word, but we went <laughs> those Bible places. Who knows? They're, they sound it sounds made up. good. It sounds made up anyway. We went to All Good. Remember we did that, and I, I said my my wife was uh, my sister. <laughs> we pulled a fast one on them. I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Some of these children are there in the story. Yeah. You know, because yeah, everyone right. is so long lived. Mm-hmm. So um, Jacob uh, might have been with his father while that went down, or Isaac might have been with Abraham while that went down. We have a tremendous opportunity to sow into our children. And um, yes, we want them to have and do better than we did. Uh, and the best we can do is try to break generational curses right. <laughs> and, and love Jesus with our whole heart because. Uh, if, if we're at the bottom of a triangle and God's at the top, if our kids and us uh, raise ourselves toward Christ, we're going to grow together as well. So mm. legacy. TJ? Man, I, there's so many words, right? And I, I was just, I think, I think maybe thankful for what is to come. I, just because I know the end of the story, you know, and I know you're asking like this week, but I, as I was reading through this and, and I kind of got, I kind of stopped on Jacob's ladder mm. a bit. And in seeing that this, this concept in the, in the dream of, of, of man trying to make it to God, kind of walk up to God and, and have conversation here. And, and it's very similar to the tower of Babel, you okay. know, where they're trying to reach God. Um, but I'm thankful that we don't have to do that, mm-hmm. that, that actually Jesus is the ladder that came to us. Like he, mm-hmm. he came to us and we, we don't, we don't, we want to strive to be like God, but we don't have to reach him. God sent his son down to us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. And I, I love that we're, we're seeing all these parallels of, again, it's just, um, it's a foretaste of what is continuing to come. This covenant line, this promise that God made in the beginning, that He is just He's showing us the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, but how He's keeping it very consistent, and and His promises are true, and we can trust them, and it's all going to be good. It's yeah, all going to be good. Yeah, and as we as we finish up, I I just want to remind us the last week we re- I read the uh, the promise that God made to Abraham mm-hmm. in Genesis chapter 12 uh, that same promise is passed on to Isaac from the Lord in uh, in chapter 26 uh, he tells Isaac I will be with you and bless you I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants just as I solemnly promised 
Abraham your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we see in chapter 28 that, that Isaac reminds Jacob, mm-hmm. hey, yep. this, is the promise, this is the promise, and this is what's mm-hmm. going, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed mm-hmm. through you. And what's he say about Judah? <laughs> the scepter will never leave the his hand. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Stay tuned, yeah, folks. Yeah, stay tuned. It's a teaser. Speaking of next week, that's what one of the things that, that is coming up. And we get to see the story of, of Joseph. Um, we, we see how Israel does truly become a nation mm-hmm. and then we jump into Exodus. So a lot next week too. So Man, we, didn't even, we didn't even scratch the surface of this one. Can we keep going? <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll have we to better, do this again yeah, yeah, very better. soon. Yeah. And thank uh, you TJ for joining us Hey guys, us thank today. you so much, man. What an honor it's been to sit with you guys and just chat. And thank you all for listening. Wherever you're listening to this from, we're grateful and we hope it's a blessing to you. And Thank you to you all for listening. And uh, we want to also thank the River for Mm -hmm. the River Community Church for uh, helping us make this happen. And uh, if if you have need any information uh, on the River, you can find that at theriverCC.com. Thanks.